Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is one gardener that would even let the Easter bunny hang out in his garden. Other bunnies, maybe not, but the Easter bunny for sure. He's Doug Oster. By the way, let's take the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 to win that uh, gift certificate from the folks at uh, Sorgles. $25 gift certificate. So, Doug, happy Easter. And I know Grandfather Doug, Uncle Dougie, affectionately known by many, including me, a uh, very special day for you and your family, and you'll be gathering and enjoying some good food. But this is also the start of what is really a very busy planting season as well, is it not? Good morning. Good morning. Happy Easter, Rob. What was your favorite uh part of the Easter dinner when you were a kid? Always was ham. Always was ham. Wasn't much into the scalloped potatoes or any of the other veggies, but I just, I loved ham. I loved it ha- ham during the dinner. I loved those ham sandwiches, and there was nothing like uh, watching that ham being sliced and diced uh, in the middle of the table with my sisters during that great, great holiday. And obviously when my children were young, you know, it's evolved a lot, Doug, this holiday, but there was a time, and you remember, you got up early, you, you found your basket, and you got ready and washed behind your ears, and you put on the shoes that you could see your reflection in, and you went off to church to celebrate the day that was Easter Sunday. And good news is a lot of folks getting back in-person worship, uh, both, of course, uh, uh, not just because of the Christian faith, but uh, Passover as well, today the final day. So it, it's a good day to be here on planet Earth, is it not? It sure is. And I knew if I asked you, you would paint the perfect picture for us. So let's let's start <laughs> talking gardening. I did see the Easter bunny, I think, out there in the garden. I saw a few colored eggs, too. Nice. So later on, Miles, Miles Stevens from the Davy Tree Expert Company joins us to talk about curb appeal of trees and spring planting. But let me tell you about the Davy Planting Project. This is pretty cool. For the month of April, in celebration of Arbor Day, they will send you free tree seeds, which is cool, and we'll talk about all the details later, but I do have the information up at my website, dougoster.com, and man, it got cold. You know, I talked to a lot of people up in Butler, I think down to 17 degrees, and so for many, many people that love magnolia trees, (laughs) uh, they got zapped. You know, mine I'm still not sure of. Uh, I see some brown up there, but I see some pink, too. So we will find out today. Uh, But everything else actually did pretty well. You know, some of those early daffodils were a little droopy, but surprisingly in the vegetable garden, uh, the peas were up, uh, unaffected. Radishes uh, had just sprouted uh, in my garden and were unaffected. Can you imagine that just a little radish seed, it germinated, it was 
sitting there just as a little itty bitty thing and yet you know 20 degrees wasn't cold enough to kill it which is just uh it's wild so most of everything turned out okay i didn't cover anything people were asking me if they should cover their daffodils and you know in my case i've got acres of daffodils so that's not going to work but as long as you know as long as you could do it without hurting the daffodils but daffodils are so tender as far as you know putting something on top of them I think you do more damage than good. And as I said, my I was picking daffodils, you know, after that cold. Uh, I am having so much fun doing my free virtual organic gardening classes every Thursday at 4:30. It's been a big hit. We've got hundreds of students. This is it's been a scream. And uh, I've partnered with Farm to Table of Western Pennsylvania. Present the classes through Zoom. Uh, it's real easy. I mean, if you've never done this before, it's super easy. They just send you a little link, and you click on it, and it it pops up on your computer. And this week, it's all about one of my favorite topics, cold weather gardening, cold weather uh, choices in the vegetable and flower garden, choosing the right plants, keeping them ha- happy. And then I hang out after class, and we talk and answer questions, and it's just a lot of fun. You can register at com. Uh, This week's book giveaway is a pretty cool little book. It's called, listen to this title, Life in Plants, Flowers I've Loved, Herbs I've Grown, and Houseplants I've Killed on the Way to Finding Myself by Katie Vaz. Uh, Lots of really wonderful little garden stories in this book. And all you have to do is go to DougOster.com, click on the contact contact button, and this week just say, Happy Easter, I want to win. So I know that you were doing it this week and not uh, just – throw it in there. I want to win. So happy Easter. I want to win the book. Listen, tomorrow... I do have a... uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, tomorrow you're going to be here uh, after local news at 6, and I I just want to get your thoughts. One minute, and you can kind of finish up before the hour gets away from us. And by the way, if you have a question for Doug, all of our lines are open, 866-391-1020. Davey Tree will be here talking trees with uh, Doug in just about 20 minutes. But, you know, we were talking yesterday in the True Value Home Improvement Show about gardening, and but more importantly, the lawn, organically taking care of your lawn. And I know you're a big believer in that. So can you really get curb appeal, beautiful, lush, green lawn, and as far as by do, simply going all organic, Doug? Oh, there's no doubt about it, and there's proof all around the country. It's just if you, you know, you have to want to do it. It's not going to be easy. Uh, all you're doing is treating the grass like a plant and giving it what it needs. When You know, I always tell people, grass has what it needs, which is a proper pH and proper fertility, it will outgrow all other plants. That's why we try so hard to keep it out of our uh, uh, our flower beds, out of our vegetable garden. And, you know, the, the trick is, and we talk about this all the time, just get a soil test, find out what the pH is, uh, you know, get the pH right, and then fertility is everything. You know, the fertilizer that I just love, I am of the mind of I want a a balanced fertilizer, not a high nitrogen fertilizer. I listened yesterday, I heard a little bit of that. And yes, a lot of people want the high nitrogen to green up that grass quick. But again, if I'm looking at the grass, I'm looking at it as a plant and a balanced fertilizer, it'll green it up, but it'll also give it good roots. And and that's what we want. And there's this stuff called Revita. And I, I talk about it all the time. The only places I know to get it are the Pittsburgh Agway stores and Han Nursery, and it's cheap. It's 20 bucks for 50 pounds, around 20 bucks for 50 pounds, and it's basically 
dehydrated chicken manure. Rob, when you put that dehydrated chicken manure onto anything, it's going to grow. And so that's 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 my uh, opinion of, of the lawn. And one of the worst things that, that we're using um, is a chemical herbicide. You know, you, you don't need it. Just look at FIPS. Drive by FIPS. They have a completely organic front front yard, and it's a what we call quilted lawn. There's more than more than uh, this, uh, just one species of grass. It's not a putting green, but it's beautiful green, and uh, you could do it. All right. Uh, do I have time to plug one little appearance here, Robert? Should we go no, to a break? Take, give me give me the give me the plug. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to be appearing Saturday, 2.30 p.m. at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse out in McDonald. I, I appear there often. I like going out there. I'm judging a little plant competition they've had going on. Uh, and then I'm going to speak at 3 o'clock. It's all about successful spring planting, 3 p.m. Saturday at, at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald, and it's absolutely free. All right, we'll come back. 866-391-1020. All of our lines are open. If you have a gardening question for Doug, now would be a great time to call. Miles Stevens after the news of the bottom of the hour, Davy Tree, Talking Tree, all today, right here, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning. And some folks wanting to talk to Doug, so let's get going and say hi to Mary. Mary, good morning, and welcome to KDK. How are things in Peters Township? Okay, thank you. Good. My question is about peony bushes, which I've had for years, and last year, towards the end of their growth, they just died. And I wondered what what happened to them. Uh, did they start to discolor, maybe a whitish powder, that sort of thing, and, and the foliage just kind of turned black and faded away? Yes, right. Yeah, it, it, there's a couple different fungal issues that peonies get. It, have you seen them popping up uh, already, the red growth, the new red growth? They're starting to, yes. Okay, yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, all that I would recommend this year for you to do is is treat that new green growth before the flowers come on uh, with an organic fungicide, and you can find that at your, your local garden center. And the, the trick about using any fungicide for any fungal issue is to apply it before you see signs of damage. So what happens with peonies is, you know, they grow all season. If we have a wet season or if something, you know, if a fungal spore gets uh, into, the, into the plant's system, we we won't know it. It manifests itself later in the season, and that's what you saw. You saw the the plant, yes. you know, just kind of turn turn black and fade away. We have to apply that if we want to stop that. We got to apply that fungicide probably every 21 days. It depends on what you're using, but there'll be an application rate on the the bottle. And you know, every once in a while, you'll spray that plant, and that will keep it healthy throughout the uh, the season. There's it's very, very difficult to, to kill an old peony. And so that's the good thing. So it's just, it's just a, a, a pretty common problem. And if you, if you reach for that organic fungicide early in the season and through the season, you'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's say thank hi you for your call. Say hi to Bradley. Hi, Bradley. Hi. Uh, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for Doug. Uh, we moved into a new house. Uh, uh, well, right in the winter in uh, January. And as the grass came up now, uh, lots of the grass, all our neighbor's grasses are green. Our grass has is some little patch, some patches of green, but large areas of yellow 
almost straw. It's not been dry. Obviously, we've had lots of rain and stuff. And so I don't know why we have straw instead of real grass and big big sort of, you know, areas of the yard on both sides of our house. Right. We we see that coming out of winter sometimes. Uh, and all you can do, and, and don't worry about this, you'll be able to fix this. And so uh, the easiest way to do it is get some, you know, get that off there. Okay. So just go out and rake when we have a nice day. Hopefully today will be a nice day. Rake the, the stuff that looks bad off. You know, anything that's good will hang in there for you. And then get some good... Um, grass seed and i mean 100 percent seed not stuff with filler in it or that sort of thing and so jonathan green has great seed we love their seed it's uh the sun version is black beauty the shade version is called shady nooks uh penn hills i'm sorry penn state mix uh is also a great grass and it's just you know it's inexpensive it's it's great grass seed and then just watch for coming rain you know one or two days of 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 rainy days coming and i think we've got that midweek you you rake rake out that the the kind of straw looking stuff throw your seed on there put something on that seed so that it doesn't dry out you know a lot of times people will use straw but if you don't like that look you could use you know compost on top just like a quarter inch on it Keep it moist until it sprouts, and now that new grass is going to take hold for you, and you'll you'll be in good shape. And the the kind of the wonderful thing about getting into a new place is seeing what else blooms. So I hope you're getting some bulbs blooming and that sort of thing. But if not, when you move into a new house this time of the year, take a look at what's blooming and what isn't, and and make some plans for for your fall planting for for spring bulbs. Uh, that's one of the things I'm doing right now. I'm seeing where the daffodils are and where they aren't, where the crocuses are, where they aren't, that sort of thing, okay? Okay, thank you very much. That will That's very helpful. Thank you. Good luck. You'll the be okay. The seeds in the wet time when it's wet. Well, I put the, like, I'll wait. I'll, I'll look at the weather forecast. I'll see, like, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, chance of showers. So on Monday, I'll be putting that seed down. I'll I'll sprinkle it with water. Uh, soak it in, uh, cover it with something, and then I don't have to, the, the reason I'm waiting for the rain is then I don't have to water again every day. Uh, and it's it just as things warm up and we get more rain, that, that grass will sprout and you'll have the best-looking lawn in the neighborhood. Thanks so much for your call. All right, let's see if we can get uh, Rose on before we have to get to a break. Got a couple of minutes for the break. Hey, Rose, good morning. Welcome to KDK. Good morning, guys. Happy Easter. You too. Hey, I don't know if you can help me, Doug, but I have uh, four flower planters on my porch. And I like to put pansies in there. I'll do impatience. I haven't done anything yet. There's nothing in there yet. And the squirrels already are just digging in that dirt and throwing it all over the porch. Um, And usually this year they've gotten under my plants, and they dig them out and they throw them down. Is there something I can put in the soil before I plant? Oh, you know, there are Hello? some repellents, but I'm not sure how effective they are. I'm in Squirrel Central, too, so I feel your pain. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's terrible. I tried Grandpa Remus. I've tried mothballs. But I thought maybe there's yeah, something yeah, I can I, put I, in the dirt before I put the plant in. So let's just think of what a squirrel is. It's a fuzzy, cute-looking rat. <laughs> and so 
again, it's hard to it's hard to prevent them from what what they're doing is they're either burying or they're looking for something that was buried. You know, in my case, it's acorns. You know, acorns are everywhere, and they're just digging up everything. So here's 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 a thought uh, would be to use uh, some kind of real fine screening on there early on, like like now, uh, and and that will that'll keep them out. There's uh, something called hardware cloth that you could put on there. But then after that, you know, put some uh, um, chicken wire on there and then plant through those little, those holes. And that should help. That's about the best I could do for squirrels. They are, they can be a pain. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and uh, Mal Stevens get ready to join Doug. It is just about time for Davy Trees, Talking Trees, right after we take a break. And uh, Melinda gets us caught up with the news. It's 730. Good morning. Before we get to Miles, I want to tell you about something pretty cool called the Davy Planting Project. You can get free tree seeds in celebration of Arbor Day. And here's the address, and I'm going to spell it for you. First, I'll tell you it's podcast, that's plural, at Davy.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at Davy, D-A-V-E-Y dot com. You can send them an email. They'll send you some free seeds. All the information's at my website, DougOster.com. Good morning, Miles, and happy Easter. Same to you, Doug. Thank you. Happy Easter to you. I want to thank you first for uh, recommending a service berry tree to put into my landscape. I put that in, and uh, I'm, I couldn't be happier. And today we're talking all about curb appeal. When you hear curb appeal, what do you think about first when thinking trees? Uh, first of all, I was thinking of sort of a variety uh, of you know curb appeal trees, some larger, small, you know, larger trees, smaller trees, you know, that just sort of uh, work well together. You know, provide maybe some uh, visual interest at various times of year, not only with uh, maybe flowering, but also different bark characteristics and things like that. It sort of make it look. Uh, yeah. To sort of make it look uh, uh, interesting. You know, I'm glad you brought that up with the bark. Uh, that, that's one thing that a lot of people don't think about when they're, they're thinking about planting a tree. They think about the flowers, which, yeah, we love our flowers, uh, but that exfoliating bark on a lot of different varieties. In my forest here, one of my favorites is shagbark hickory, but I also have, have a paper bark maple, which, boy, that's a slow grower, Miles. I've been waiting 10 years for that thing yeah. to really... Do do it things, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, they're they're not a fast grower. I do like them. I think that the bark is definitely interesting, and uh, yeah, they're a slow grower. I was I we planted several through the years, and yeah, we're still sort of waiting for them to get any size to them. Is there anything else uh, bark wise that uh, you think about, like for winter interest, uh, that you would recommend planting? Well, some of your, like river birch would be one, is another one that has interesting uh, uh, bark to it. Um, even like white oak, more mature white oak will have some more of that flaking type appearance. Uh, another tree, uh, don't see it planted a lot, would be like hackberry, because they get an interesting bark. They'll have, a, it's almost looks like warts on the bark. You'll see those, they'll have a really, yeah, tell, really interesting uh, bark characteristic. Tell me a little bit more about a hackberry because I don't know anything about it, but yet when I when I talk to, to tree experts, I, I hear hackberry a lot. Um, tell me about how big it gets, what it looks like, what it does. Yeah, it, 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 it from a younger hackberry, a lot of times almost to be mistaken for an elm. It sort of has a very similar appearance. 
but they can grow into like a 70, 80 foot, 90 foot tall tree. Um, and they said the bark has a warty appearance to them. And one thing I found out about hackberry, which was interesting, was the fact that um, we were, I was out at Meadowcroft uh, Village one time, and they uh, talked about one of the things they found in the archaeological dig there were hackberry seeds. And, you know, the, the Native Americans used that as a food source, which I never thought because they get a little berry on them. But, uh, but the, you know, so the, they found a lot of those seeds in that, in that dig. But uh, I think they're an interesting tree. Don't see them planted a lot. They are a native tree to the area. It's one of those uh, common trees that's not so common. But they can develop into a pretty large tree. But the bark, it can sort of be grayish, but it looks like it's almost like warts all over it. Interesting tree. Could, could I get away with putting that into, like, a forested area where, I, you know, I've, I've got some very mature oaks, and, I, you know, I lose one a year as they get older. Uh, would hackberry work in that situation? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you, you'll you find them just sort of scattered. They're, uh, like you said, they're sort of like uh, cucumber magnolia. They're a common tree. You just don't see them everywhere all the time. But, yeah, certainly forested area hackberry would work very well. Well, you bring up uh, the word magnolia. Did you uh, feel the collective uh, sigh uh, throughout Pittsburgh when that cold weather came through and hit all those magnolia buds? Oh, yeah, I heard the sign before it even happened because I could see they were breaking out and ready to really come into full bloom. And I was on a couple of properties and we're like, well, hopefully it doesn't happen. But, yep, they, they got zapped pretty good. And, uh, you know, but that's sort of one of the situations you bring a non-native in and they always like to be ahead of the game. And, I mean, we get you know, a, a frost. It doesn't have to be a really late one either. I mean, it's certainly not late for cold weather or frost and they, and they get zapped. So, yep, there's a large collective sign. So I'm looking at mine. I don't know, Miles, but when I look to the very top, I do see some color, some pink. Uh, just tell me that there's a chance <laughs> that it might well, bloom. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it could. It could. I mean, there's different varieties of magnolia, too. So some, I think, may have saw some magnolia, some of the ones, I think they bloom later. But a lot of the sweet beige and things like they're an early bloomer, and I think they're the ones that uh, – Really good sap, but there'll be some that might bloom because there are different varieties of, of magnolia, so some still may be okay. So, what has the spring been like uh, from the perspective of an, of an arborist? Has it been normal, uh, early, late? Where, where are we? I think that we're sort of right on track to what I would consider a more normal spring. Last year was warm so early, and things are coming along. I guess year has been a little more normal i mean things are slowly coming out um so i i think it's been uh i to me it's been fairly normal it's not been extreme in either way you know we get the we warm up and it cools off you know and it's really nice and cools off to me that's sort of pittsburgh kind of kind of spring weather you know and what kind of stuff do you look for early in the season uh when you're on a property is it inspection before we get going or what are you thinking when you go into uh, onto a property to look around well, I'll sort of look around for uh, any uh, winter damage. It's, you know, uh, in case, you know, we did have some snow, ice, or whatever, so you're looking for broken branches, you know. And you can sort of get a good look at the, the overall structure of the plants before you, you know, before the season goes. But uh, a lot of times looking for, for winter damage, those type of things, and structural issues. Um, that would be the, the, the sort of the key things that you're, you're looking for when you walk on the property, to, you know, this time of year. 
you know, they look for some of your flowering plants. You can still look for bud development. You know, dogwoods are looking really strong right now, that type of thing. So you can make some predictions of how you think they're going to, how they're going to, uh, you know, do this year. Are we at a point now where we're not touching the oaks, or is there still time to prune oaks? Because I know they have to be pruned in dormancy. Yeah, it's like we're, we're at the very, very end of that. I mean, uh, had this warm weather this last week, and you look at pin oaks, you're starting to, to bust out more. So I think we're, we're really um, at the very, very end uh, to doing any oak pruning. You might sneak a few more in, but at this point I'm going to, you know, once we hit April, I think we're pretty much so uh, uh, All right. done with that. And real quickly, I know there's one other tree that you turned me on to that I didn't know about that I love called a sourwood. Yes. Yeah, great little tree. Great little tree. The flowering and uh, everything about it is just fantastic. I, and once again, it's a native tree. So it's, you know, it's just adjusted and, and can uh, handle our uh, crazy up-down weather at times. Great, great little tree. Once again, it's a, it's a common. It's a native to the area. It's just not so so common tree. The, fo- the fo- fall foliage color, the flowering over those is really, really magnificent. I had a great accent tree for your property, really. And I know you've got one growing in your landscape. All right, Miles, hang out there for a little bit. I bet you'll have some tree questions when we come back. Now, for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. All right, if you have a question for Miles, Doug, you can call us. All of our lines are available, 866-391-1020. Lamb, ham, and kielbasa, Easter traditions. Joe Dentisi and I, son Frank, is off. Coons Cooking Hour in just about 20 minutes. Odyssey 100.1 FM, AM 1020. KDK, Rob Pratt Sunday. Good morning. All right, let's see if we can get at least one call on the air here quickly. Let's go to Celeste in up next on KDK, the Organic Gardener, Oak Township. How you doing, Celeste? Good morning. Good morning, good morning, and happy Easter, happy Passover to all. A quick question for you. Okay. I just bought a scarlet red dogwood yesterday. I'm going to be planting it, and I would appreciate any tips as far as uh, the location, southeast, northwest, how deep it should go. Um, anything you can give me, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, all right. Let's go through... Uh Basic spring planting, tree planting. Okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, uh, planting holes should be three times the diameter of the root ball, and but no deeper than the uh, the root flare on that. But really, you know, with the, with the dogwood, I'd be thinking, I definitely would not want to do a southwest-facing uh, slope or orientation. I'd be more northwest, and you'd be somewhat protected by larger trees. Uh, would be uh, preferable, not total shade, but partial shade, but you definitely don't want to put it out there in the full sun. Yeah, kind of a understory tree. Uh, if you could, let's talk a little bit more about that root flare because I know from talking to you guys over all these years that planting a, a tree, any tree, too deep is uh, the worst thing you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely, because you're suffocating the root system. You know, everybody th- you know, a lot of times people think, oh, plant it deeper. That way I give it lots of good soil. Well, what you're doing is suffocating it. So really, you, know, you need to peel that. If it's a bald and burlap tree, you need to peel away, you know, that, that burlap around the base of the tree. And, and sometimes you have to move, move a little bit of the dirt off there, too, because sometimes when they're dug at the nursery, you put a little soil on there. So you want to find it where 
you see where it starts to flare out. And then at that point, you shouldn't plant it any deeper than that, you know, and uh, the tree will have a much better chance to survive. Unfortunately, people put more soil on, they sort of kill them with kindness. Yeah, killing with kindness sounds like a house plant. Uh, and so, Miles, when you put in a plant or a tree early in the season like this, what about the watering? What should I be doing watering-wise? You know, we're going to get some spring rains, but do I need to, to do something additionally just to make sure that it catches on? I would still, you know, uh, you know if we don't get rain, you know, for, for a couple of days, I would certainly think about putting, doing some, you know, watering with it. I mean, plants can dry out very quickly. The soil can dry out very quickly. You think you had a lot of snow and whatever moisture through the wintertime and, and you get some rain, but, you know, those upper... Uh, layers of uh, soil can dry out pretty quickly. So um, I can't say there's a hard and fast rule. You just need to go out and check the soil from time to time. And certainly when you look to plant that tree, I'll put a light layer of mulch also. It helps with moisture conservation and also a little modification of soil temperatures too. But uh, uh, some light watering unless we get into uh, to a heavier, uh, you know, or, you know, unless we get into real dry conditions. There are different things you can use too that you can you can put onto the plant, and they're like a, a tree watering gator you can put onto, which are very nice. And you basically you put that around the tree, zip it up, and fill it up, and then you, you can walk away. That makes it easier. I'm not sure how familiar you are with those, Doug. Yeah, I've, I've seen those tree gators. They're pretty cool. You just kind of just wrap it around the tree, and then it, it, you fill it with water, and it kind of slowly puts the water out. Is that right? Yeah, it just sort of drips like four to six hours, and they'll hold about like 15 or 20 gallons of water. So they hold a good little bit of water. They're, they're nice. I mean, it, it, it makes watering of plants, trees, a whole lot easier, you know, because it's like, well, All right, you know, Miles. how long do I water? And who knows what your water pressure, what your method is. So that, you have a quantitative amount right. of water you definitely put down on the plant. Well, as always, thanks for all the information. That was good stuff. You know, a lot of people think about planting trees uh, in the the fall, but uh, we can plant them in the spring, too. And as Miles said, just keep keep some water on them, and you'll be good to go. Remember, for more information about Davy Tree or ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Okay, Doug, great job. Thank you so much. Stay with us because guess what we're going to talk about next hour with Joe Dentisi. Son Frank is off. Ham, lamb, kielbasa. So if you have some Easter recipes, traditions, tips, tricks, treats, and more, call us right now. Get on the phone lines at 866-391-1020. They are all waiting for you, all four lines. And someone, by the time we reach uh, 9 a.m., we're going to draw a name at random, is going to take home a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market. Hoping you're all having a wonderful Easter. They, too, all closed today at all eight locations, back up and running for business bright and early tomorrow morning. Melinda with the news at 8, and then it's the Coons Cooking Hour, Rob Pratt Sunday, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.